What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Morning, Roxy Soxy. And good late afternoon, Sam Sam. How are you? Um, did I show you the new? I literally can't take you seriously. I, I know. That's what I was worried about when I was rolling in. Um, for those out there that are listening <laughs> to our podcast and not watching, my daughter mm-hmm. decided to do um face paint on me right before we started this podcast. But it doesn't look like face paint, it looks like a sharpie. Is it a sharpie? <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It's actually eyeliner, which is Oh. And you thought so you thought like, oh, I'd rather go onto the podcast with the eyeliner rather than just wiping it off. That to me, I'm trying to figure out. I was like, I don't want to break her heart. I'll just go yeah. in with it and I'll like rock it and I'll make it seem like it's the coolest thing. It which, looks like one of those movies where like, I don't know which movie it is, but like they fall asleep and they do like yes. some kind of naughty thing in there. Yes, it's called <laughs> on R- their face. Yeah. <laughs> RFing. We used to do it in the sorority. Good old sorority. Oh, did you really? USC. People would fall asleep and we'd go draw on their faces. Actually, it was more the boys. We would do that to yeah. them. Yeah, I never was part guys. of the sorority because I didn't I didn't end up going to college, Roxy, because I was oh. working at 15. Can you believe that? I didn't I have cannot, the college experience. I cannot believe that we've created our own sorority here, women on top. This is our sorority. Except I haven't uh, drawn on your face yet. Yeah, so no, no. there's That's always time. Still, I know there's always time. Maybe when you come back to LA, you can draw on my face. I'll draw on your face. It'll be yeah. one big like, It'll be artist. so amazing. Circle. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen, I feel like you are my, you know, I've been working all week and then commuting on the weekends. So it's just been, you know, you know I don't like flying, right? Oh, so, um, yes. you know, I get on this plane yesterday and I text my husband. I'm like, oh, they say there's going to be storms in Brisbane. He's like, ah, it's blue skies. It's totally fine. We're in the middle of the air and like the biggest electrical storms hit. And we had to circle with like the craziest air, you know, like when, because it's when there's storms around, everything's yes. bumping and going crazy. But to sit down for 45 extra minutes while we circled and everything went everywhere. I'm his, I haven't drank in three months. I start drinking Roxy on the plane. I haven't drunk for three months and I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, where's the wine? So I just start doing like, I just start drinking it like a crazy person. And everyone's like looking at me and I'm like, I don't even care if these people think I'm crazy. So I'm like drinking the wine. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, the storms. And then we landed and I get this text from Sean. He's like, well, I guess the storm rolled in. I'm like, yeah, no shit. (laughs) Oh my God. So, well, you had a good three month run. Yeah. So, you know, you know, and I, I, you know, I get it. It's electrical storms are scary. Like on an airplane that that is no joke. So I can imagine flyer. I, you know what? I used to be worse, but now I've gotten better. Strangely, I don't know why. Why you have more a, to live for? I know. I know. <laughs> I'm like for some reason after I be. I think it's because when I have to fly with my daughter, I want to mm. pretend like if I even if I'm like dying That's inside true. that it's that I try That's to like okay, it's like calm. It's I like, don't. Hey. I'm just like we're gonna die, and my kid's gonna be like, oh, I'm like screwed up for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, you're just being who you are. It's fine. You know, yeah. I mean. But, but yeah, no, it, it's definitely, ugh, I don't like turbulence. So no, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, 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 no. no, no. 
Well, talking about um, how to be better parents in front of our children, (laughs) (laughs) which I need a lot of help with. Yes, right here. um, I've been practicing something. I I, I think you do the same thing. We haven't Mm -hmm. really talked about this. I try to do what they call gentle parenting, which is, you know, kind of what it sounds like, which is just, you know, instead of like, you know, I was talking to someone about this, instead of Mm. smacking our kids and getting aggressive with our kids, you know, you smack an elder, it's elder abuse, you smack a dog, uh, uh, an animal, it's animal abuse, but yet like we were kind of raised to just like, you know, hit, hit your kids and call it discipline. Um, And now there's like a whole new approach just based on, you know, learning about the psychology of how children grow up mm-hmm. and how they're parented and what that does later in life. You know, cause I hear people saying, well, I got smacked and I'm fine. I'm like, yeah, but did you have an eating disorder? Did you feel like you had to be perfect? Were you afraid of certain things? Did you mm-hmm. hide things from people? Did you lie? Did you feel insecure? There's so many things that can come from like aggressive parenting that we don't fully understand yet, like the ramifications of it. So I thought, well, Let's talk to someone who knows more than we do, Rox. <laughs> yes, yes. So, I mean, we need this. It's so hard because we're just trying to navigate, right? I feel like mm-hmm. every day too, it's just something new and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, new territory and we're just trying to do the best we can, right? Yep. And yep. I don't know if I'm like, when I say I gentle parent, a lot of the time I kind of lose my shit. So I want to yes. know like how much damage I've done. Right. So who do we have on today? Roxy well, Soxy. We are so excited to welcome this amazing parental life coach. Uh, mm-hmm. She's got so much great advice. If you just look at her Instagram, you can just, she makes all these great videos that are very easy to understand and they give great Mm -hmm. tips and she does conscious parenting and gentle parenting. So without further ado, let's welcome coach Mesa. (laughs) Hi ladies. Welcome. Welcome. We have so many questions (laughs) to ask you. And I feel like our our husbands should be on this podcast too. Don't you rock? Yes. Yes. They really need to sit in on and and take in all of this knowledge that you're about to bestow upon us. I think. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think we so like, <laughs> I would love to like, firstly, just dive in and ask like, so everyone sort of can understand like, what is gentle parenting? Yeah. So good question to start off with. So conscious parenting or gentle parenting is the idea that um, to be present in your own feelings first, where you actually separate yourself from your child in in life or in that moment. So that when your kid is having a tantrum, it's not personal. It's not that it's against you. It's not that you've stuffed up. It's that the child is going through something difficult and needs assistance to get through it, right? So conscious parenting is about understanding that you have to first get to know yourself. How conscious are you of your feelings? How good, how confident are you to sit in your own feelings and hold space with yourself? Because only then can we extend that hand and help our child sit in their feelings. Mm -hmm. And that skill set is only taught from a parent to a child. So now us as adults, I mean, our parents have missed the boat. We love them, all good. But if your regulation skills are not very high, it now becomes your duty, your job to get those skill sets Mm -hmm. up to date. Go see a professional, meditate, journal, I don't really mind what you do, but get your regulation skills up to scratch so that when your child is going through a hard time, I almost think of it like a magic power and you want to share your regulation skills with your child, which is actually called co-regulation, so that you're extending this 
invisible hand out so they can get through that moment. Mm. So you talked about um, tantrums, which I think are, you know, parenting one-on-one, right? Like we all have gone through tantrums and usually it's like in a public place and, you know, there's a lot of activity going around. So what is your best advice if let's say your toddler or your child is just having an all out tantrum, let's say at the grocery store or something like that. How do we sort of, you know, cope with that? Do we let them like cry it out and have the moment or do we try to soothe them or do we try to stop them? Like what is the right way to go with that? Yeah, I love that question. It's multi, multi-layered in my answer. So I hope the listeners will, will bear with me. But essentially what we want to do is firstly look at the preventative nature of a tantrum. So you want to be like a proactive parent. So if your kids come home from childcare or daycare, your best bet that your two-year-old is not going to have the patient span to go and wait in line at the post office for you to send that package across. So I would look at preventative measures of not testing that child to go through something difficult. In saying that, if you really do need to go to the post office to send that, we're just using this as an example, and you really do need to get this package across and you've got to take your child with you, then I'd look into proactive measures. I mean, can you pack a snack box with you? Can they watch your phone for a minute? Can you turn it into a fun adventure? whatever it might be, but then bang, you do all that, for example, and the tantrum still happens where you enter the supermarket or the post office and they want that M&M packet that's hanging right there next to them. And your answer is no. So I want you first to understand that you can't be like, no, because yesterday I bought you the Barbie and then I got you the chocolate. Mm-hmm. And then, because all of that is going to be really, really too much information for a child. Mm-hmm. They're just going to hear you just babbling. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to go higher, which leads me to my next point of looking at the temperament of the child that you have is going to be so valuable. I mean, I've got four children. They all have a different temperament. I've got two fiery, spicy children where I know if I start explaining logic to them, they're going to eat me alive. Mm. They will come hard at me and be like, "Ah, really, really fiery. So I know with these particular children, I'm not going to explain anything. I'm going to be sturdy, polite, and really to the point. We're not getting M&Ms, buddy. If you like, you can come and sit over here or I can carry you or whatever thing that suits in that moment. And you're going to be really confident and in that moment where you're detaching from personal attack so there they are sprawled on the floor absolutely cracking it so here you have two choices I like to think of myself as like an OHS safety officer kind of thing (laughs) that's my title above my head when I'm in my parenting moment and I think what is safe right now yeah. So yep. that's the hat that I put on. Okay, is he is he banging? Is he hurting other people? Is he hurting himself or herself? Mm-hmm. Let's get onto this. And if it means picking up your child, catching their hands, if they're mm-hmm. smacking, pushing, then you have to do that. It's safety. But for me, the biggest reassurance is the language, the words you say. So while I am catching his or her hands, mm-hmm. I'm saying things like, you're not in trouble. I'm just keeping you safe. You're not in trouble. You're not being punished right now, but you're showing me that you're not that safe. I'm going to have to hold you tight. Mm -hmm. Then, ladies, get through that transaction. Send your post office package. Pick up your child. It's going to be tough. It's going Mm. to be a tough emotional moment. Mm. And later on, his or her brain is going to be wired to think, huh, got through that. 
and mom didn't lose her shit. Because you do lose your shit. You know, like I was at um, Target and I saw it was 730 at night and there was a three-year-old with this mother Hmm. and he was losing it. Like he was screaming and yelling and she was losing it. She was like, what's wrong with you? Stop. I said, no, stop it. And she's like grabbing him. And like, of course I would never interject because I am so not the perfect parent. But I was just sitting here going, dude, what do you think? It's seven 30. They're in target. Like, and then you're angry at your child for acting out when you put them in the situation. Like I had this, yeah, my husband and I had this conversation last weekend. And so I want to run it by you. But like, you know, I was shooting something and I just wanted Phoenix just for the shot for my Instagram to like walk past the door. And I said, you know, it wasn't, I, I felt it was fine. It was not a big deal. She loves to be in front of the camera and she wanted to do it. So she did it a few times. And I said, you know, I'm going to give you some tiny teddies. And she's like, great. So I gave her some tiny teddies. And then I was like, oh crap, I need you to do it again. And then she's like, started getting kind of hysterical. So I was like, I'm going to give you more tiny teddies. So I gave her some more tiny teddies and then I was done. And then we'd finished the shot and like, and we went to sit down and then she was like, I want more tiny teddies. And I said, no, you can't have any more tiny teddies. And she lost it. She's like, I don't like you. This is the worst day ever. I hate you, blah, blah. And it's weird because I feel like it was my fault for putting her in that situation. So I feel like I was the reason that she kind of lost her shit. But how do you stop thinking that your child's being naughty? Because I think that's a lot of the issue, like the woman in Target. We think that the child's being naughty instead of realizing that the child is being pushed and doesn't really understand exactly what's going on. And then we blame the child and then it ultimately affects them further on down the line. Mm-hmm. How do we stop doing that? Wow. Because we do it, right? <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I'm just like wowing because if that is not parenting encapsulated into one mm-hmm. scenario, I don't know what is. I mean, essentially what you've described there is the reality. The reality is you needed this thing done um, and that is what you kind of chose to do. So here's mm-hmm. a few ideas Again, we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for Mm. progress, right? Mm. So the idea behind your scenario, Tamin, that you shared is that once the shot was finished and she wanted more tiny teddies, Mm -hmm. what we want to do, and all of my followers know I say this all the time, is just get curious. Really? You want more tiny teddies? Huh. They They were really yummy, weren't they? And getting her to kind of go forward with the conversation is going to get a lot more success than flat out saying no or saying I just gave you some or negotiating with that kind of bargaining tool isn't going to get you far instead the conversation is going to go um well Tam let's do it right now I'll be I'll be the mum and you be okay let's do it (laughs) let's do it you ready for role play yeah 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 all right so go for it so the shot's finished and you have said what to me no more tiny teddies, okay? Yeah, so I'm going to be the mom. You're going to be okay, the Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, more tiny teddies. Really? Oh, what flavor did I give you? The chocolate ones. <laughs> Are they your favorite or do you prefer honey ones? Um, I like the chocolate ones. Yeah, me too. They're so delicious. Here's the thing, though. We're done with tiny teddies today. No! This is when it starts to go hysterical. You can't even finish your sentence. No, 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 no! I hate you. I hate you. I I can hear you. You definitely want more tiny teddies. How about we go to the pantry and work out something else that you can have? 
no, I want tiny teddies. No, 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 no. Because this is how it goes. <laughs> That's all right. Keep going. So remember at this point, I'm going to interject now as like a commentary. At this point, this is where even me, I've done this for years and I do this in my, in my up. clinic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sweating. I'm like, oh my God, what's she going to do? Am I going to win this? You know, right now, you and I, that's how I'm feeling right now. But the idea behind it is that calm regulation of facts over thoughts. The fact is she wants tiny titties. That's it. Don't draw any other idea to that fact. She's um, ungrateful. It's going to ruin her health. The lunch will be over. Blah, 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 blah. Don't do any of that. Just stick to the actual Mm -hmm. problem at hand, which is she wants chocolate tiny titties. Don't worry about the I hate you part. Don't catch your feelings. I know, because you're like, oh, you hate me. I do everything for you. <laughs> yes. So that is what I call contagious feelings. And parents mm. do that so often. We catch our kids' feelings. I mean, I'm jumping now, but bear with me, listeners. But this morning, my daughter, 14 years old, said to me, oh, my hair's just not sitting right. And I was like, oh, do you want me to do it for you? I can help you. And she's like, did you not hear me? I said, my hair's not sitting right. And I was like, oh, girlfriend, you do not. And like, I was about to start. Yeah, you want to say, don't you dare talk to me like that. But it's true. I didn't hear her. Like she didn't say, mom, can you help me? She said, my hair's not sitting right. So I did this regulation thing. I retracted and I go, oh, is it because of the way you slept? And it's kind of like this. And she's like, yes. And now, gosh, I have to use more pins. And she did it. She solved it. She was just Mm. frustrated. She was just frustrated. And as she's frustrated, she's letting words out. And there I am, fixer, going, let me do it for you. Mm. And within two seconds, she'd done her hair, pinned like all the pins in, ready for her netball game. And there was, I didn't expect her to say sorry to me. I didn't expect Mm. anything really. And I was like, oh, good stuff. You did it. And she kind of went about her business. That is what I want parents to start practicing, listening to the problem at hand. So there's your beautiful daughter wanting chocolate tiny titties and the role play that you and I are doing, we're not going to catch those feelings. Mm. We're just going to sit there and if she's exploding, so it sounds like that's her temperament, zero to 100. Is that accurate? Oh, definitely. Both my kids. (laughs) Oh, three of my kids. I have them as well. So zero to 100 children have got this thing where they go straight to five star intensity. So right now your daughter was at five star intensity. You've got to meet her with intensity. It is the worst thing for these children to meet them with, sweetie, you want want tiny. Oh, they will be like, why aren't you listening to me? Mm -hmm. So in that case, you and I would keep talking about how we're going to get to a solution. And I'm going to hold my ground. I'm going to say, yeah, I know. I can hear you loud and clear. You want tiny teddies. The thing is, we can't have tiny teddies today. You can have um, a packet of chips or you can have a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So other options, right? And 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 then your daughter might still go, oh, tiny, and that's going to go. And you're going to be sturdy and a confident leader. So imagine like a manager in... Uh, employee setting and you're going, yeah, I know, I totally hear you. You want chocolate tiny teddies. There's no more. We're not having that today. You can have that or that. Oh, I hate you. I'm not going to do this. Stomps off. That's okay. That's okay. I love you, sweetie. You're not in trouble. Let me know if you want me to help you. Yeah, that, I mean, that helps so much because it's, it's almost like the art of distraction too, right? Like you're kind of like 
giving them other things to think about mm-hmm. and other ways to think, which is interesting. Yeah, I like to think of it as problem solving. Right. So distraction with like four years and under works uh-huh. because it's a scientific kind of reasoning behind it. So four years and under, their vocab isn't, you know, a thousand percent, their articulation isn't. Heck, I even know some adults that are still like that. But <laughs> essentially um, with the littlies, the reason why well, my four-year-old did it this morning, he was like, ah, you know, all these noises and weird things. And he was like pushing my legs while I was getting ready. And so I said, oh, do you know where like the library books are? Mm. So I wasn't talking about the problem he had. Mm. I did a distraction because scientifically, and Dr. Dan Siegel talks about this quite a bit, is because he's operating from his downstairs brain. So there's a lot of emotion happening. And I want him to go to reasoning and logic. Mm-hmm. And that's the upstairs brain. And the way you connect it is you've got to get him to calm. And so how do I get my fiery zero to 100 child to calm, mm-hmm. calm down, I mean, mm-hmm. is with questioning. And at this age, it sounds like distraction mm-hmm. or redirection, actually. That's another mm-hmm. word as well. Mm-hmm. So then he said, oh, they're on top of the cupboard. He became calmer. You guys can see this on my video. And he's like, they're on my cupboard. And I said, okay. Let's go get them. And then we got yeah. the book. And then I said, so what happened this morning? He's like, Zach didn't want to play with me. Mm. And that was the problem. So I didn't call yes. Zach. Zach didn't get into trouble. I mean, it's, it's I, I love these tips. They're so great. But I wanted to ask you a little bit um, because we've been dealing with this is bullying and yeah. um, bullying on the receiving side. Which Has Barry not- been bullied lately? She has, she more, more lately than when we were there yes. when, before yes. COVID. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she is, you know, been on the receiving end of a, a, a couple times now. And so we're trying to work through that. It's really, you know, it's heartbreaking yeah. for us yeah. as parents. Yeah. Um, so we're just trying to navigate. We're trying to build up her confidence, you know, and mm-hmm. trying to get her, you know, with the kind of arm her with the tools while also, you know, dealing with the parents of the bullies and stuff like that um but I wanted to know like from your perspective like what is the best way to go about that because obviously we want her to know you know we always try to make her feel loved and and all of this and safe and secure but like what is the best way to deal with that when you're on the receiving end of that kind of stuff for the child you know absolutely like for a parent I know that we all feel like going to that school ourselves and pretty much really feel it Mm -hmm. oh you know (laughs) you guys know you want to find the kid yourself and kind Uh of go what yeah you do not Um, mess with my kid (laughs) that's right that's exactly right um I think from a from a logistic point of view I'm sure you're doing this it's talk to the teacher talk to the school get a plan of action happening Um, don't settle for anything less than worth and value and kind of um, getting to that point with the child and and the other parents and stuff. So there's that logistic point of view. But with your daughter, I mean, cultivating a sense of worth is going to be hugely instrumental. So there it is again, getting curious. So listen to her a little bit more with, um, Mm -hmm. with her stories, with her feelings. Um, I feel like parents sometimes especially with children that are not zero to a hundred. So there is another temperament where they're a little bit slower mm-hmm. in terms of reaction. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit quieter. Mm-hmm. They're what a lot of people would call. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm seeing that. Yeah. They're what people would call as shy or quiet or easygoing mm-hmm. or just, you know, sooky when they cry and, you know, there's all that, that temperament 
you can't handle the tiny titties temp, um, situation that Tamin and I just spoke about mm-hmm. with your daughter's temperament. Okay. So in your daughter's case, it's actually pausing, slowing down mm-hmm. the vibe completely. Mm-hmm. Because unlike Tamin's daughter, where she needs sturdy leadership in front of her, your daughter needs space and trust. Mm-hmm. If you slow down with Tamin's daughter, she'd be like, what? I'm going to just do whatever the heck I want, you know, kind of thing. With your daughter, slow down. And, and there are a lot of prompts. You can look them up. I've got a few posts as well. Prompts to get the conversation started with these particular children. Mm-hmm. A really amazing prompt is tell me more. Mm-hmm. Don't give solutions. Oh, my God. Share a story from your personal mm-hmm. childhood. Mm-hmm. And just really begin to understand her point of view and her need to want to fit in. Mm, Okay. Yeah. It's, it's been a hard one. Really hard, Tam. It's like really, you know, cause I get so angry at the, you know, cause I was bullied really badly as a child and like my parents were there for me, of course, and told me how much they loved me, but it affected me for my whole life. And it's just, you know, I, I blame, I know you can't blame, but maybe that's something I need to deal with. I blame the parents of the bully. Like they need to do something. Like there is no like soft conversation. Bullying is very dangerous and it can end not well, you know? And they're like, the parents need to have really specific action here because Mm -hmm. it's just, it's not okay. Mm -hmm. And then you think, well, maybe the parents are distracted. Like I think, well, Mm -hmm. God, I hope my child, my child is like the opposite of a bully. She would be probably bullied. But like, maybe I've been traveling so much for work. And then you think like, well, maybe I'm not there enough. And Mm -hmm. maybe the bully's parents aren't there enough. So it kind of is like it trickles down from there. Mm -hmm. Um, But bullying is a hard one. I I did want to ask you about consequences because, you know, my, my, my husband really believes that like, he doesn't want to raise children, like going back to the bullying thing that are rude or entitled, or don't think there's consequences for their actions. Um, Mm. And you know, we have differences of opinion about how, like, I believe in what you said, make it safe, ask the why, like, why, what's going on? Let's talk about it. Give solutions, go, okay, you can have this choice or this choice. What's another, like, what is a solution? But then if they keep doing it again, there has to, I believe, we both believe, my husband and I believe that there has to be some kind of consequence. So how, like, do you believe in consequences? Because I don't want to raise, we're like, you know, walking up to someone just being like, you a crap. Like what I, you know, I want yeah. them to like yeah. learn what's right and wrong. Yeah. So like, I believe in gentle parenting, but I also don't want to raise rude kids. And maybe yeah. that's maybe gentle parenting won't raise rude kids. So what are your thoughts on that? Okay. So two things I'm yet to meet an adult that comes into my clinic that says, Oh, my mom never gave me consequences and I hated it. Right. So that idea of gentle parenting, gentle parenting, um, will raise entitled children doesn't work in the long run because I argue this all the time. Children, no matter what era, really enjoy compassion and empathy. Now mix safety into there. So let's go into examples. Yeah, if my kid is flinging that iPad across the room, you bet your bottom dollar, I'm going to pick up that iPad and say, oi, iPad's done for the day, buddy. iPad goes away. Do you see that consequence? It's a direct action. But my kid's not brushing his teeth. That's it. Tomorrow, no iPad. Lesson is not learned. We've missed the the point. There is something going on of why this child's not brushing their teeth. And in actual fact, you've just given yourself a really difficult task. 
of managing this no iPad thing? Like how long is that going to go for? What if they don't brush their teeth every day, et cetera, right. et cetera. Hitting is another one. Mm-hmm. Siblings hitting each other or pushing or pulling or snatching, you know, anything that's got to do with that scenario. Oh, what do we do? That's it. One's in trouble, one's not. Or both of you have lost this toy. Again, we've got to, so if two kids are fighting over the one dinosaur toy, right, and one kid has pushed the other kid, your best bet is to go in there and make sure it's safe first. Boy, mm-hmm. we do not push, buddy. We do not push. And it looks like you're in a pushing mood, so I'm going to have to hold you. See that consequence? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just trying to, like, highlight that permissive parenting is really when it sounds like we don't push. Oh, my gosh. It sounds like you're really angry. We don't push, darling. Mm-mm. We don't do that. We have to get straight to it. Be that sturdy leader I was talking about, that boss in your office. Mm. That's a really cool boss, Mm. but you know that he or she means action. So again, we'll talk about the pushing thing. You step right in and you're like, oi, no pushing. And then if the pusher or the hitter has stopped, then your whole attention needs to go to the person that was hit. You want to pour attention that way. What parents do is go... You hit, go stand in the corner. How many times do I tell you don't hit? And all the attention goes to the hitter, which in turn turns this information in their brain, something called undue attention, which is like, huh. So I hit and mum really talks to me for a long time and she looks mad, but I'm just going to hit again. Right. So you go to that way. And in terms of consequences, um, I don't give consequences left right and center I find it extremely tiring 10 years ago when I started conscious parenting I made the vow I can sometimes hear my husband all the time and he'll hear coach voice come on stop giving consequences (laughs) but I'll hear him go um if you go and have your shower now I will let you watch tv so that's also a consequence but in reverse as a reward Mm -hmm. so what's happening there is you're rewarding a kid for doing something and then the child is only going to build upon it wanting more and more. Mm-hmm. Or the other way around, if you hit your brother one more time, I swear to God, I'm going to take that toy off you mm-hmm. and you're never going to have it again or something drastic like that. Mm-hmm. They don't exist in our household purely because they don't work. That's the mm-hmm. honest truth. They don't work. Mm-hmm. It's tiring for my head. It's tiring for them. So I will look at the scenario for safety, and then I'll work out mm-hmm. what is the direct consequence of this. So my mm-hmm. son, he's got a sack due in next to, he's in BCE, our equivalent of grade 11 and 12 here mm-hmm. in Melbourne. And he's like, mum, my sack's due tomorrow and I haven't mm-hmm. done it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take anything off him. I'm like, you're going to fail, buddy. Like, Yeah, they, they make their own consequences, right? Yeah. yeah. Then the next day when things have calmed down is when I go, okay, let's look at your time management. What's going on? Mm. Gaming too much, I think, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I hope that answers your question. Definitely, for sure. So what are your thoughts? Because I know it's, you know, it's always kind of better to go the positive route as far as like reinforcement and, you know, trying to get Mm -hmm. them to do the right thing. But what do you think about, because there's also something, I mean, I've heard, you know, people talk about this as well, is like, why should you reward them for doing something that they should be expected to do? Like brushing their teeth, right? Or Mm -hmm. like taking a bath or just like kind of a more mundane activity. 
Um, what, I mean, should, should we be rewarding them for doing those things that, that are like kind of everyday activities mm -hmm. or how do we handle that? I mean, my eye twitches when I walk past a shop and there's like a reward chart there oh and yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> how, like, Hey, it's from, it's from a selfish perspective. Like how much work does that entail for a parent? Can you imagine mm. like keeping score of everything? If you've got multiple children, like it's just a headache in itself. Mm. And it's also research-based ladies. It does not work. It's called extrinsic motivation. It doesn't last. It's a fleeting dopamine hit. Yes. At three years old, you can buy them a kinder surprise, but let me tell you, I've got a 17 year old, ain't no kinder surprise going to make him happy. He right. wants like a hundred dollar iTunes card or mm -hmm. a car or something. I don't know, but where will it end? Oh yeah. You've graduated year 12. Here's a car. It's mm -hmm. never going to end. So what you want to do is when I do feel like buying a kinder surprise, I am so conscious. So there's that word again of saying, mm -hmm. I saw this and I wanted to give it to you. Now, if they draw conclusions from that, I mean, that's kind of their journey. Mm -hmm. But essentially, I'm not going, oh, you were such a good boy waiting your turn today at swimming when I took your sister. Mm -hmm. Here's a kinder surprise egg. Bang, mm -hmm. you've drawn a connection. And that circuit in their brain gets wired. So absolutely no rewards in our household. Does that mean that my children are like, yes, we need to return the dishes from the dishwasher? Woo! No. Mm -hmm. I mean, no adult even says that. So mm -hmm. I've got like this schedule in my household where we divide, um, I call them contributions. I don't call them chores because frankly, mm -hmm. we need this stuff to survive. Otherwise we have no plates in a house that are clean. Mm -hmm. So when my kids are rolling their eyes at returning the dishes, A, I'm kind of understanding because it's a shitty job. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B, we expect them to love it, but we hate it. <laughs> and then B, I'm almost like, I get it, buddy. Now, depending on age, I'll turn it into um, a parenting moment. So with my 10-year-old, I'll turn it into a game. Can you do it in 30 seconds? I don't think you can. Hey, do you want me to return five plates with you and you can return? Like it'll turn into that kind yeah, of situation. Yeah, yeah. So rewards, don't do it, guys. They okay. do not work in the long run. Yeah. And also we are then designed for rewards. We're like, oh, and it normally, and this is, I wanted to ask about food because rewards is always like, oh, if you go for a, an extra hike, you get a, a reward. Or if you go, if you do a good job in your, you know, SAT, then go to food. And like food for me was always a reward. Like even now, like, oh, I made it through my day. I worked 12 hours. I filmed, I need to eat chocolate, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that reward. And I don't necessarily personally think rewards are bad, but I think when it's constantly, you're looking for them after everything that you've done. Um, and especially it's a lot of it is food based. So I want to talk about food and not making food. I've had so many, you know, I had a lot of food issues when I was a kid, so I really don't want my kids to. And I noticed that I do different things with my three-year-old that I do with my seven-year-old. Cause my seven-year-old is now like, she's like, you know, she's starting to become like a little, like a, not a little girl anymore. Like she's starting to sweat under her arms and, you know, and then I get triggered like, oh, we got to keep her feeling good in her body and healthy because I don't want her to be teased like I was. Right. But my three-year-old, I've been so chill about food with her. It's like, here's chocolate, here's broccoli. It's on the same plate. Here's ice cream with like, it's just, I never make it a thing. So my three-year-old eats everything. She does. She chooses not to eat sugar. Some, like she'll choose not to eat ice cream sometimes and eat crispy broccoli instead, because I haven't made it a good and a bad thing. But I feel like I've not done that with my seven-year-old It's kind of like, 
you know, well, you, and sometimes I even say to myself internally, I go, I don't fucking, I don't care. I'm just going to force her to eat the, I'm going to be like, you can only eat your fries if you eat the broccoli because broccoli is going to make you strong. And Mm -hmm. I hear myself doing it Mm -hmm. and I know it's not right to do it, but I'm so afraid that she's not going to be healthy and feel good within herself that I know I'm making, I know I'm sometimes doing it the right way, handing her dinner this is what's on the plate. If you don't want this as an apple and toast, and that's the only choice, putting the dessert with the food, not making it good or bad. But then there are other times where I'm just like, okay, if you're eating French fries for lunch, cause it's all you're going to eat, then you have to eat your broccoli. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to be that, but I don't know how to change it. Mm. They are, they are such common concerns. And as you're talking, I can just imagine like so many people listening to this going, yeah, yeah, that's me. Cause that's me too. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's like break this down a little bit. So what meaning do you give it if your daughter only eats fries and not the broccoli? What does that mean for you? I think it's a way deeper issue of like, you know, my mom has lymphedema, so she's always kind of been bigger and I've never seen it to be an issue. I've never seen if I I have friends who are all different sizes and I've never seen it to be an issue. Like, I don't see that, you know, I don't go, oh, being a certain size is, 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 is the right way. I I don't, I really don't, honestly. But when it comes to myself, I have this, like, I want to look a certain size because I feel better within my body. And I was also severely teased when I was a certain size. Mm -hmm. So then, and I'm like, oh God, do I even want to say this on the podcast? Maybe I'll cut it out. But like, I'm worried that what if that happens to her and she gets to a bigger size and gets teased because I don't think as much as we think society is all about inclusion and and body positivity, I don't fully think we're there yet. Mm -hmm. I think that we're sort of there, but I still think kids get teased for their size. I still think girls don't feel good in there, but I mean, I think they say the number one cause of like death in young girls or something is like eating disorders. It's like really high up there. And like, I just don't want my kid to get bullied for being a certain size and then turn to an eating disorder because she was bullied and then go through what I went through. So yeah, there's so much connotation behind it. And I feel like I'm fucking her up every, every which way I turn. If I'm just giving her fries for lunch, I'm fucking her up because, and then if I don't, I, I don't know. But my, my littlest one yeah. is like, fine. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you're so worried of being like a bad mom means you're a good mom. So that's first. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Because good moms worry about bad stuff, like mm-hmm. the, the consequences of our actions. So well done there. But secondly, I love your story. But truth of the matter is there's nothing there about the present conscious moment. You're worried mm. all about the future and you're connecting mm-hmm. it to yourself, right? So instead what you're doing, and, and that's the way your brain's been wired. I mean, you've gone through traumatic events yourself that you've touched on real quick, but essentially you're not living in the present moment. So what I want you to start to do from now on is kind of, you know, do this work alone as well, not just in the moment, because in the heated moment when she's like, no, broccoli, I just want French fries. It's too late to kind of do that. Oh my gosh, what did Mesa say to do again? Just Mm. privately talk to yourself about wiring yourself for the present moment. Okay, what can I see? What can I smell? What can I touch? I'm here. It's a Friday. It's a whatever. Like ground yourself in today's moment. And then that'll force your brain to deal with the problem at hand, not Mm. this future problem, Mm -hmm. not this problem that's related to you and your past inner child that's hurting so badly, Mm. right? 
the current problem on this particular Friday or whatever day it is, is your daughter doesn't want to have broccoli. Example, right? Right. Or, do, or just so, wants to eat French fries for lunch. Or just, okay, let's just do that. Okay. She, so the so the idea is, okay, all right, darling, the thing is, this is some words that I use and you can choose if you want to. The thing is we need a little bit of colour in lunch. So do you want me to cut you broccoli, carrot or an apple? Because the idea is you need some colour. So now what you've done is you've showed her what it sounds like to be sturdy, leader and safe. Mm-hmm. And you've given her options. And if she's your zero to 100 child, she's going to click to that so quickly. Mm-hmm. But your mannerisms is causing her to go, why the fuck is my mom always stressed about fucking nothing? Every time I eat, yeah. Mm-hmm. To her, she's going to be connecting. It's nothing. It's nothing. Oh, well, it's just chips. You know, it's just a broccoli, it's just a tomato, whatever it is. So really honing in on consciousness means detaching yourself from her. You're doing this too much, babe, right? Mm. So she's not you. She has got her own. I know. She feels like like my extra leg. (laughs) I know. I completely, I completely hear that. But free yourself from that. Oh, that's a heavy Mm. thing to carry, right? Mm. So there are lots of tricks you can do, not tricks, I hate using that word, but lots of um, negotiations you can do when it comes to food. I've also written a little bit about this. So I create a no plate. So here's a plate that you can put the stuff that's a no in there. The deal is only three things can go in there. Another thing I do is it needs to be colourful. What are you going to add to this plate that's colourful? I don't care what you add. Oh, I'm going to add pink wafer biscuits because they're colourful. Right. Smart children will do that. I own four of them. And then that's when you're going to really show, and this is something that I haven't talked about yet, but show your playful, silly side. Mm. Ah, pink biscuits. Yeah. I forgot about that. Ha 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 ha. Because these that temperament is trying to get mum or dad to laugh, to smile, to kind of relax a bit. But food, food is a big trigger and also that whole one more bite and then you can watch TV like that mm-hmm. is a power struggle in itself. Mm-hmm. I know. Did I go on too long about that? I'm not no, sure. No, thank God. Thank God. That? Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yes. I feel like everybody deals with, the, especially the food thing, because we're always trying to, you yeah. know, we don't know when to stop and like when to yeah. have our kids eat what but um i also wanted to ask you about like tasks around the house and like mm. chores you know <clears throat> because we're trying to implement sort of like and I, we hate we don't call it chores it's more like let's help each other around the house with like housework but what mm-hmm. she'll do is like if we're saying okay let's clean the living room and pick up your toys for example you know she'll say but mommy i want you to help me do it you know and it's like Part of me is like, well, yeah, I'd like to show her like what teamwork looks like. But then the other part of me is like, she's mm. totally fucking manipulating this situation. <laughs> I, Just she doesn't to have do to it. clean. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, how do we like implement kind of a healthy like pitching system around the house? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. So firstly, here's a tip. If mm. you've asked your kid to do something and they're really clinging to you, dependent on age, or they're really like, you do it or no, or, mm. oh, you know, all of that, that means that they're begging for positive attention. So mm. somewhere mm. during that day, you haven't poured any attention to their bucket about something that's not got to do with jobs, right? Mm. So it's this it's this metaphor I always talk about, you know, like children have got these two buckets that sit mm. on their shoulders and 
And the more you pour positive kind of interactions with them and mm-hmm. significant interactions, then when it's mm-hmm. time to pick up the toys, they'll do it a lot quicker. In actual mm-hmm. fact, I don't even know why people say children. I mean, it's all humans. Can you imagine? I get mm-hmm. home and my husband's like, dishes, now, your yeah. turn. I'd be like, boy, <laughs> what? That you, talk to me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you do it, you know, and it'll be a power struggle. Okay, so this, that's the first thing. So you want to look at the problem at hand. You want to see, all right, so put on your, you know, your investigator kind of hat on and get curious. There's that word again. Mm. Okay, why is she doing this? What's happening? The second thing is, and I've been focusing on this quite a bit this week on my Instagram, is say okay. Let's say okay more often. Sure, I, I can know, help. I know, I mm-hmm. know. Right? Sure. Yesterday my son said, put my socks on for me. And I said, sure. Put them on. And, oh, my gosh, he just changed. He's like, thank you, mummy. Oh, my God, you're amazing. You know. Mm. And that's okay. We humans love to hear, sure, okay. It's a normal mm-hmm. thing. All right. Third thing is, if it is something really important to you, then you need to access. Um, have you told her prior what cleaning the toy room means? You know, that means that yellow boxes go there, pink ones go there. Have you pr- had a run through practice? Mm-hmm. And I love that, kids. Not in the emergency moment. I call it the emergency moment when shit's hit the fan. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys say that in the US, but <laughs> yes, you know. we sure do. <laughs> My life is all an emergency <laughs> moment. <laughs> I won the fam. <laughs> That's it. So when that has happened and she's like, no, I want you to clean up with me. Do not do this whole let me teach you how to clean the room. Oh. In that instance, it's sure. No problem. Let's get this happening. Unless it's not that important and you can just go, it's okay. We'll talk about it later. Calm her down. Now, if you've taught her and she knows what to expect. The next thing you got to talk about, uh, you got to think about is that sentence, clean the toy room is huge. That sounds like cleaning, I don't know, the state of Texas. Like it's a huge Mm -hmm. task, right? Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is go, babe, Legos are everywhere, pack them up. That's it. If that's what the cleaning involves, but oh yeah, this toy room's a mess, clean it all. That's really scary for a kid. Mm Third thing is add some fun. Oh my gosh, I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to turn around. And when I turn back around, do you reckon you can just do the Barbies? I don't know. Do you reckon you can do five? And so a lot of parents are like, oh, seriously, Mesa, how exhausting. (laughs) But my question is, well, what's the alternative? Because you're getting exhausted anyway, because the kid is going, all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And then you're yelling Mm -hmm. and then you're getting guilty and then you're hitting or smacking or getting angry. And that's really exhausting too. So which exhausting do you want? Mm -hmm. And in the long term, they're going to build up a lot of skills Mm -hmm. in regards to the schedule. Mm -hmm. So I talk about chores as being a contribution or maintenance. Mm -hmm. When my son complains about picking up his towel off the floor, I'm like, buddy, that's maintenance. Like you have to pick up the towel off the floor. Otherwise Mm -hmm. we have no towel. Mm -hmm. It's dirty. Mm-hmm. that's not a negotiation I do not need to write that on a to-do list like mm-hmm. that is just something that you need to do does it do it all the time no but neither do adults so we're okay with mm-hmm. kind of finding a happy medium mm-hmm. and our schedule looks really simple I've got my kids name I've got the days of the week and I've got one task that they need to accomplish that day to make the house smoother mm-hmm. and we keep it really simple we keep it really understanding so when I wrote this schedule I would go up to each child and go now listen on Saturday does that work for you Mm -hmm. you know that kind of discussion Mm -hmm. is this over gentle 
Well, again, I always say no client comes in and says, man, my mom was so gentle growing up. Oh, it was the worst. <laughs> I know. You don't no. have a lot of like therapy sessions with like people with like parents were like really cool and like chill and talk to you and had discussions. You just like, you never right. had those people aren't in therapy. <laughs> I'm just remembering now, like my own childhood do this you know that's that's or you'll get hit do you know what I mean like or you did something wrong get hit you know yes exactly Mm -hmm. and so yeah sorry I found my own joke funny but essentially (laughs) being gentle is not going to wreck anything permissiveness is permissiveness Mm -hmm. is when you go really you don't want to pick up that tail I totally get it don't pick up the tail I'll pick up all the tails Yes, you can do that when she's hit the fan and they're like, oh my God, my boyfriend's broken my heart. I'm not cleaning my room ever again. Okay, now's not the time to tell her about maintenance, about her room messiness. Right, right, right. (laughs) What about when like, and I think I do this every day and I'm sure parents feel this way too, but like I was in the car today and I had to like get on this podcast. So I came back from the gym and I couldn't park the car because where we are in the Airbnb, I couldn't get in and I was calling my husband. And I got the car stuck and he was upstairs and he's on a phone call with a big business meeting. I'm like, come fix the car. And then I was trying to do the thing. Day, like Phoenix, yeah, I mean, it's always a day. Believe me, there's too, there's too many things and not enough time. That's my issue. And the problem is like, how do you achieve everything when there's too many things? But I was like trying to turn the car and Phoenix was freaking out. She was like, mom, you're going to hear the thing. You're going to hear the thing. And I was like, I'll just fucking stop. And like, I literally said that. And I was like, oh my God. And, and then I, I, I didn't have enough time to be like, I'm really sorry. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. I was just like trying to get the car and then Sean fixed the car. And I was like, I'm really sorry, Phoenix. I shouldn't have said that. And then I came on the podcast and I just like, what about all the times that you say things to your kids that, you know, and I was like, what about all the times that we say things that are so, you're so heightened. And I know you're, you're, you're going to go back to like self-regulation, but sometimes it's not possible. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. the best of people who can self-regulate, they say things, right? We say things to our husbands. We say things to our parents. We say things to our kids and you hope it's not, I've never said anything to my child. Like you're a piece of crap, you know, I've never yeah, said yeah, that, yeah, but I've yeah, been like, yeah. just fucking stop. Oh, what the fuck's wrong yeah. with you right now? Like, or yeah. like, I've said things like that. And I, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm going to screw her up for the rest of the life. Cause she's going to remember that one time my mom was trying to turn the car on around and she was like, what the fuck is the problem? And now she's going to remember that and feel like she's going to go into the world feeling damaged. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do I, how do I, I'm not going to say, how do I stop it from happening? Cause I feel like it's going to happen just in life but how do I fix it after it's happened yeah totally um I love this quote what you do after a mistake matters more than the mistake Mm. right so Taman you are like your your harshest critic your stories are just like you put yourself up as bad 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 right (laughs) because your story just sounded like a frustrated person that couldn't get the car in nobody can help her and you had something to get to and you're absolutely right we all do that I think of parenting as like a 70 30 thing I don't know if this is going to help anybody but 70% of the time aim for that regulation and 30% of the time yeah show them you're human and you're saying the f word and you're really frustrated because the car's not fitting into the damn thing right (laughs) that's okay again I'm yet to meet an adult that goes, you know, oh my, you know, you have to repeat the same thing on repeat for like a solid amount of years before your kid's going to have trauma. And by the way, Dr. Gabor says this all the time, you know, trauma is actually when the child sits with that event alone 
So when you're like, don't talk about it ever again, when you push them into the corner, when you punish them and they have to stay in their room, but you've just had an outburst and you've said whatever you've said. And then you've said later on, sorry about that. And you're probably going to reevaluate your life and Mm -hmm. stress about it so much and rethink about how to be a good mum. And you're talking to a coach about it. Like you're doing Mm -hmm. steps that are showing um, yourself of how to become a better parent, right? Mm -hmm. You flip it on its, on the other end and think about the parents that are like, good, good. She should be sorry because why should she yell at me when I'm in a stressful situation? Yeah, I'd be more worried about that, right? Mm-hmm. So in your particular instance, you are totally aware that you did, quote, unquote, the wrong thing, the harsher thing, right? The thing that you didn't want to do, which is yell and scream. Now you're probably going to get off this podcast when you have the next opportunity and probably break it down with it. Listen, have you ever been so frustrated that X, Y, Z? Hmm. and have that conversation with her if she's ready although if she's a zero to 100 child she'll probably be done with that combo in three seconds she doesn't remember it (laughs) yeah yeah and they're the kids that are just I love those kids so much because they are forgivers through and through but what you want to do is show them that you're getting better that you're you know and when you have a good day Tam and Roxy all Hmm. the moms out there Share it with your kids. Like, go, guess what? I had to sit in this bloody traffic for 10 minutes today or an hour today and I didn't even lose my cool. Or maybe I did for a minute, but then I turned up the music. Mm -hmm. Like, point out to these kids how you Mm -hmm. are crushing that frustration that you usually have or they witness you having. And be compassionate. Like, we're humans. We Mm -hmm. really get frustrated if we're not your husband's not picking up the phone or you've got to get to a zoom like it's normal yeah mm-hmm. you, one quick question I wanted to ask before you leave um yeah. it w- is with the kind of opposite child like the quieter child yeah when yeah. when like fighting has been around and they see maybe the parents fighting and and that kind of stuff what is the best way to handle that and like do mm-hmm. we say you know do we talk after because that's normal too I mean every couple mm-hmm. fights you know mm-hmm. I mean it's it's bound to happen like Tamman was yeah. saying before you know it's bound to happen so yeah. yeah how do we with that kind of a kid yeah that that type of kid I mean I'd be spending a lot more time chit-chatting with that kid don't mm-hmm. do it with your kid Tamman she's good to go give her like fun action activities all the time and challenge her brain those children need challenges mm-hmm. hey guess what I saw today blah 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 that kind of kid Roxy they are sponges, right? Mm-hmm. And they make meaning for themselves. And often, what do they say? Kids are really good translators, but the worst interpreters. Mm-hmm. So they will interpret situations really incorrectly and often harshly. Oh, I made mum angry. Or mum mm-hmm. and dad are fighting because of me. And those kind of interpretations then go through other things like quietness, whatever happens, right? Mm-hmm. So what you want to do after that is, again, same example I gave you, just really make space to have that chat. Mm -hmm. Send her a message. Sometimes these kids love letters. Mm -hmm. They love getting like receiving like a poem or a letter of apology or just explaining. The zero to 100 children, we were like, what of the what? What happened this morning? I don't even remember. Ha, ha, ha. Mm -hmm. But um, the quieter children, those temperaments, yeah, get through to them in a very emotional sweet way 
Mm, okay. <laughs> We've got our work cut out for us, Tam Tam. I know. A question. <laughs> if you're in Melbourne, can people like just regular people come and like come in for a session and pay for a session? <laughs> like, is that how it works? <laughs> I don't know. It's been COVID so long. I'm like, how does this work? <laughs> yeah. Like people come and yeah. see you? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm the worst businesswoman. I get so shy and this is my insecurity. Cause but I yes, want to come so- see you in Melbourne. So <laughs> I might get to see you in real life. <laughs> so I, I'd be honored. Um, so I see clients via zoom or face to face now that restrictions are lifted. Um, oh, yes, I do have a clinic in Melbourne. Um, and that's what I do. I parent coach the parent into understanding like clarity of the situation mm. Um, and skills and strategies think of it like a toolbox that you carry around and you're like oh what do I do in this situation pull that one out that kind of situation because essentially parenting is a skill set and all of us parents go into it especially if we've had a traumatic childhood Mm -hmm. not having skills like how can we how can somebody expect me to fix my broken tap I'm not a plumber I'm not a plumber I don't know how to do Mm -hmm. that I'm going to parenting going what regulate no just stops doing that child and listen to me it's that kind of skill sets that's missing so yes right. i'd love to see you i'd love amazing to see you. <laughs> You're her- you can fly over too yes that'll give <laughs> or you can do zoom you could do zoom yeah that's it yeah well, that's a good idea okay good yep. i'm putting it definitely gonna put it in my calendar and then all you guys can also see um your instagram as well what yes. is your instagram handle so we can make sure yeah, that so- everyone knows yeah, it's Coach Mace EQ, all one word. Perfect. It's so good. Her videos are so good. And I know you have to go, but thank you so much. Um, now I'm going to like send this podcast to my husband so we can watch it together and be like, we've got to do it together. We both have to be on the same page, uh, which he is, of course, but it's, you know. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. That was an amazing episode, right, Rox? Yes. Oh, there's so many great tips in there. I just cannot wait to start implementing them into the routine it's right? hard though parenting's it hard is. yeah hardest job in the world yeah it is girl you can it say that again, and again and again <laughs> well we've got so many fun guests coming up guys thank you yes. so much for listening um don't forget to rate subscribe and comment Thanks. we are women on top official on instagram and women on top podcast on facebook and women on top on clubhouse as well and i love you so much i am tam and sir sock And I am Roxy Manning. And we are (gasps) Women on What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.